This episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Yalla Chocolate Mousse. Mm, and what an episode they've chosen to sponsor this week, Carl. I really hope they don't listen to the contents. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, is, it is full on. This episode is full on, as you would expect. If you've read anything about this on, if you know what you're listening to at all, it is our guests, uh, uh, the legendary... Outside of this podcast and on it, mm-hmm. Lawrence Mooney and Fiona O'Loughlin. Yes. And I would say that you are addicted to chocolate mousse. And <laughs> that is something that ties in very neatly with the theme of this episode. But I'll tell you what, I am never going to rehab to <laughs> get off this mousse. That's how good it is. If this mousse is, is going to kill me, bring on heaven. What's that in reference to? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this episode, uh, we, we, we're going to keep this ad pretty short because uh, we know people want to get straight into keep, this episode. Keep it to 29 minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, there's not much for us to say. Perth was done. We've done that. Thanks, guys, for coming along. That episode will be out next week. Yes. Uh, uh, Melbourne, our big double episode is completely sold out. Yes, that was so. No- why no- even mention it? November twelve, Saturday, November twelve. If you got your little tickets, come and come and bring your little heinies along. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is done. That is done. I don't know. I mean, check social media. We, maybe if we can fit a couple in on the door or something. I don't know. Yeah, chance it on the door if you want to come along. There's and there's you know some sometimes people don't turn up and stuff like that. Oh man, that is the best money we ever earn. Oh, it's I just, so good. Just like even with Perth, we just did Perth. Uh, like you said, we'll hear that next week. But um, I was just doing the door, and mm. then I guess at the end we start the show, and I see like three, four names that have just given us their money and Easy. not. Up. Free money. Oh, nice one. Couple of hungy in the back pocket. Thanks to old Nelly. No turn up. I mean, I know you know some 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 of them could be like serious things have come up. You yep. know, unfortunate things. But I wonder how many people just plum forget. Man, you know? I reckon I've bought. I reckon easily in the last three years, I reckon I would have bought six flights that I never got on. Really? Yeah. Because you. What, you missed them at the airport or you just decided just, to not go? Just a billionaire who likes <laughs> just donating, giving back to the poor old airlines. Yeah, just, I don't know, just something happened. You know what? You buy something, you know, a little while out and then it ends up you can't make it and it's like, uh, you know, no, Jetstar or whatever, they don't give refunds. It's like yeah. a $40 flight. All it's, right, um, see ya. It's, it's pretty, I, it's behaviour that I myself do not understand. I don't understand people buying tickets to our shows and not going. I yeah. always go to things if I have a ticket. Even really? if I'm si- – I think there's been maybe a handful of things, but I, it really has to be – it has to be extremely bad. You know what? Actually, this is funny now I thought of it. I've bought tickets to two different things in Adelaide <laughs> and they're not turned up. Right. So well, the, the they, opposite of every uh, everyone well, else yeah. that has problems in Adelaide about them not selling tickets. I buy tickets to shows in Adelaide and then not go there. Yeah, I was going to say you're part of the problem, but you're part of the solution. Yes. You're filling the gaps. Exactly. Like I was going to – that's the thing. I then uh, – I think with both occasions I then uh, just went, you know what, now I'm going to have to buy flights to go there. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. How are we going at the top of the episode? We'll keep this intro brief. <laughs> Cut to three minutes later. We're talking about the great topic of flights we haven't gotten yeah, on. That's Worth good. it. Super content. Um, so November the 12th is sold out, but what we have just announced is that we are going to be doing an extra live show in Melbourne on a certain particular date. It is. We're going to do a special little thing that we've never done before. Uh, very exciting. Be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Provide value for money. Um, no. We are going to do a little thing called an Orphan's orphans Christmas show. We're going to do a Christmas Eve, Saturday night, December 24. We're not going to make a big hullabaloo about it, I don't think. We're just, you know what, this is just one of those things where if you're in town, if you're in Melbourne, you're on Christmas Eve, maybe you don't have family, maybe you don't have, you know, anything to do. Maybe you're an actual orphan. Yeah. That term term gets thrown around pretty liberally around that time of year, doesn't it? Yeah. People tend to forget that. Orphan, being an orphan is an actual pretty awful thing that does exist in the yeah. world. Maybe you're somehow oh, a... T- my so- family live on the other side of the city. I'm yeah. an orphan on Christmas. <laughs> maybe, uh, 
maybe you're an actual orphan, uh, <laughs> your child uh, that one of us have forgotten about. Yes. But, yeah. Well, let's say, I don't know, we haven't talked about this, but I'm going to say, if you're one of our illegitimate orphan children, mm. we're going to let you in for free. Oh, what do you reckon? At least 30% off, <laughs> at the very least, at the very least. So, yeah, we're not making this a big, big gig. It's just if you have nothing else on, if you, you know, feel like coming and spending Christmas Eve with us, we'll have guests. We'll fi- You know, this isn't like a big showy podcast. This is us just sneaking down the podcasting chimney yeah. and sort of and, and having a bit of a nibble on some cookies and milk. Give, giving a bit back, not at all. We're charging for it. <laughs> <laughs> So it'll but just yeah. be it'd be a nice podcast, but it's you know what it's it's also something for the guests. Like we've already had quite a bit of interest with guests going. Hey, I'm around Christmas Eve. Oh, what cool. do you, you know, what do you do? What do you do? So yeah, it'll you, be fun. Yeah. I have friends who, even though they have family stuff on Christmas Day, they're keen to come down. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a really fun afternoon. Yeah, no evening, pressure. It's say. just you know we're on. We're, it's Christmas Eve. Um, Bring a present for us. <laughs> <laughs> In the form of cash. No, 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 no. Buy a ticket and then bring us a oh. present as well. I'm doubling down on this. Wow. All right. Now I know why we're putting this on. This is a great idea. <laughs> bring us Easter eggs. Let's go the whole hog. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Bring so that that is on. That'll be on sale when this episode goes up. So yes. Get onto that if you want to. You know, whatever, whatever. It's going to be a smaller venue. That's the thing. So it'll. If you're super keen on it, do get your tickets because it will sell out because it is a smaller. It's still at the European Beer Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the double downstairs. episode double episode is upstairs. Yeah. This is going to be downstairs. We, we had the legendary Ed Chandler birthday roast yes. this year. So yeah. it's a smaller capacity. It's a lot more intimate. Um, so, yeah, get onto it if that rings your, your little jolly it's Christmas a, bells. It rings your little sleigh bell. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, what else? Uh, and we, we are going to be travelling all around the world doing live podcasts at every city in the world on Christmas night. Oh, Podcast clause. Yeah. I get it. Right. <laughs> Boy, that took me a while to put together. <laughs> <laughs> Santa pod. Um, yeah. Hey, and you know what? Th- this is also coming up pretty soon. I guess we just discussed this. Um, you know, Comedy Festival for 2017 in Melbourne is coming up. Um, so we're putting together little plans for, you know, we're going to come over to uh, uh, Brisbane. Yep. Coming back to Brisbane. You demanded it. You guys are awesome in Brisbane. We're obviously, we're going to do Melbourne. We're going to do heaps of shows in Melbourne. So we'll we'll start to make those tickets available very soon. Uh, yep. Season passes at the very least. Yep. Awesome. Um, and, you know, let's, let's, we need to hun- bunker down and figure this out. I guess... Maybe we might go to Adelaide again. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I like going for Fringe anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it just causes me too much. They, maybe they I can come, come over and... They come out in the end. You've got to admit that. I, maybe I come over and just try and see the shows I missed out on all those years ago. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. So we should get into Patreon. Uh, people can subscribe to support this show. Patreon.com slash Little Dum Dum Club. If you put in $2 or more, you get your little name out at the start of the show as a little thank you That's for chipping it. in. And of course, you get that as well if you, whatever number of money you subscribe to us. But Except if you for do, one. If, except for one. But... If you do five, you get the magazine as well. If you do ten, you get the pod, bonus podcast as well. If you do, uh, you go onto the website, you'll, you'll check out, you'll see all of those um, extra little things that you get when you subscribe to us. But um, let's let's keep it brief this week. You're going to get this quick and get into the episode. Yeah, let's get into <coughs> the episode because, uh, yeah, people are obviously busting to get in to see how people have fucked their lives up this time. <laughs> so let's do this. Are you talking about... Moon and Fiona, or are you talking about us reading out uh, names from the Patreon? That's us every week. <laughs> that's us every week. So, big thank you to Dominic Fitzgerald. Ah, Fitzy. Yeah. Fitzy himself. Fitzy, Fitzy Gerald. He's a long-time repeat offender on Twitter, on social media. Yeah, that name rings several of my little sleigh bells. Your sleigh bells? My oh, balls. Wow, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas themed already. We're only in November. He must have Fitzy. 
Dom. Anyone it, Fitzgerald is just automatically Fitzy. Yeah, Fitzjezza. Jezza, I like uh, it. Dom. I've always liked the name Dom. Do you? Yeah, I like the know. name Dominique. I don't, I don't mind Dominique. I prefer the. I have to say, I prefer the girl version, Dominique. Oh yeah, I like that. I like it's a good girl's name. I what, think. What do you do? You like Dom as a girl though? What? Oh, this Dom Fitzgerald. No, would no, I no, prefer no. him if he was a girl? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe because I have his personal details with the Patreon, and I could try and hit on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> oh, I've thought of it. From from now on, if I read a particularly sexy <laughs> name for a girl, okay, you can have the email address. Okay. Great. <laughs> Thank you. So you you can have the email address. <laughs> like you're just filtering my sex well, life for me. Well, you don't have it. I've got it. It's here. You don't have it. So I'll need to give it to you at some stage. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back through all the old names to see who's got the, the sexiest. Who's name. got the horniest name? So, but you know, it's just too bad that mainly it's only guys that <laughs> that listen to this show. No, no, it is a it is a. You know what? I think I looked up the stats on at least on Facebook. Uh, I think it's two thirds guys, one third girls. Yeah, I did. I did a. I, yeah, it's actually interesting you bring it up because I was thinking about that the other day at the Perth gig. I did a scan of the room and oh, I yeah. had a fucking sausage fest in here. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There are a few. There are a few lovely young ladies there in attendance. It is. Oh, you know what? I always focus on the girls because I just think, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> so I notice that there's well, definitely girls there's a, there. There's a lot of like begrudgingly being dragged along by a boyfriend. I did see a bit of that in Perth. Yeah, I thought a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's often. I, I often get, like, couples will come up and the guy's talking. And so they're both at the show, so you kind of assume, well, you, you know, you must listen. To it. So you involve them both in the conversation. Yep. And then the girl always reaches a point where she goes, I've got no idea what you're talking about. Yep. I've never listened to this before. Having said that, I have definitely had many occasions where the opposite has happened. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, especially in, in, in text media f- in text media form. In text, <laughs> text message form, emails and stuff like that. There's plenty of girls that have said, yeah, they make their, their – their partner listen and they saw to get it. I thought you were going to say that they make their partner squirt after last week's conversation. <laughs> oh. We did get a couple of messages, thanks to all those people who chipped in to let us know that they they either squirt or they oh, made someone fuck squirt. man. Should we even continue with this sort of stuff? Oh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> Can I just say this is the first time that we've ever done one of these at your house when your girlfriend is also in the house. Yeah, I feel very self conscious about. So this. do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> she is hiding at the moment, so that's good. Um, but should we do this? Uh, because I had a bit of correspondence mm. with the with the the gentleman concerned with that nickname. With the, if you listen to last week's last oh episode, yeah, he messaged us. Paul yeah. Mc, Paul, Paul McWhorter. He text messaged me. So should I read out the message that he sent me? It, it, if you think it's funny, then sure. Well, look, hopefully it'll just put the, an end to the squirting conversation. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so he's text messaged me, uh, hey, Carl, this is Paul Squirter McWhorter. <laughs> oh, and he rang several times. No, he got it the wrong way around. It was McWhorter the Squirter. It's right. not squirter in commas in the in No, the but that's, well, look, this is his story. Yeah, I know. Who are, I we, know. Who are we to say? Because he also tried to ring me. And I was like, just a shout out to all the listeners. That's where I draw the line. Don't <laughs> don't try and talk to the talent, please. <laughs> Text message is where I draw the line. All hey, right. wait, you were telling me before this this new house, because you've moved house, yes. this house that you're in, you don't get reception here. You're complaining about that. Yes. It seems like the end to all your problems. <laughs> you don't get service. They can't call you. You're yeah. like, what can I do about this? I think just leave it. Yeah. Well, just chuck my phone out the window. I Finally some peace. Um, so he said, uh, I just said, look, hey, I'm, I'm at dinner. Have you got some sweet content for me? <laughs> He said, I can tell you all about being called Squirter for all my life. It is certainly content. <laughs> like, 
all right. And he goes, uh, he said, he said, you cunts have opened some repressed memories. I don't even want to hear your voice after all that. If you think any of this is worth it, go for your life. Otherwise, don't ever say my name again. <laughs> and also, here's a, here's a testament to the records I've been keeping for the for the Patreon. Oh, and that's the third time you've read my name out. And it's taken you three fucking times to come up with squirty, you gronks. <laughs> so he didn't go in. Oh, so I thought we were going to get a story about like what the repressed memories Here were. Here it comes. Okay, great. It's a, it's a massive message. Oh, great, great. I, I can't believe this when people <laughs> type out. Like this is like a proper long email. Yeah, who's going to be fucked? Yeah. Although you can, use, you can use iMessages on your computer. So he may have sat down and typed I this out. I hope so. Because I, I really think even less of you, squirter, <laughs> if, if you've sat for this long and typed out this. Um the Paul Squirter McWhirter story. This is a great short intro we're doing this week. <laughs> <laughs> Have we hit 10 minutes yet? Uh, yeah, we're on 13. All right. Well, once we do this, once you know what? Once we do this, we'll get out. Okay, cool. All right, here cool. we go. Our dicks and start beating him. Whoa. Is that the name of the next one? <laughs> so. <laughs> Thanks, get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a quick one. That's the second one. Um, so, Paul, the Paul Squirter McWhirter story. <laughs> All dad's mates called me Squirter because I was the little McWhirter. <laughs> His dad's Mate, <laughs> fucking hell. Imagine getting bullied by your dad's friends. I was, I was the little McWhirter. Made sense as a kid. My dad even had a bottle opener engraved with Squirter McWhirter. I, it was a gift, I'm told. First time I noticed the sexual connotation was when I was 10. I mean, this sounds like a letter to Penthouse. <laughs> this sounds like some of the uh, stories I've been putting together for the live episodes. <laughs> I jumped into an open chat room with the username Squirter69. <laughs> Squirter was already taken. <laughs> and Squ- listen, Squirter was taken and the, and, the pr- and the chat suggested that new name to me. <laughs> So, so he's saying he didn't know what Squirter was and he didn't know what 69 was. He didn't know what Squirter was. So he goes, cool, I'll use it as my nickname in this chat room. <laughs> and he didn't know what 69 was either. I wish I was joking. I had no idea what 69 was either. Is that a sheltered childhood? No idea. I soon found out. I think it's more fucked up if you do know what 69ing is at yeah. a certain age. But it is funny to go in with a name Squirter 69 <laughs> into a chat room and then be like, what's happening, guys? <laughs> anyway, so on with the story. Why do all these old men keep hitting me up? <laughs> so, anyway, I was <sighs> chatting with other people with the names like Pikachu178657. <laughs> a shout out to Pikachu. <laughs> Thanks, Pick. Thanks, Pick. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> and and Super Cyan Mitch. <laughs> Thanks, Supes. <laughs> And stuff about Game Boy games in school while I copped older kids saying, I bet you are. And ha ha squirter and where do you live? (laughs) In year seven, my year 11 (sighs) older student to help me out dude laughed and immediately yelled squirter when he was assigned to me in front of the other teachers. So he got reassigned (laughs) and I no longer had an older student to help me out anymore. Uh... And so that was my nickname in high school until a teacher misread my name so horrendously two years later and I became McMurtry. (laughs) That's how bored everyone got of Squirter. (laughs) (laughs) McMurtry. McMurtry. Oh, that'll stick. Yeah, but what a blessing for him. Yeah. He's off the hook. 
Squirter. That is that is the uh, the is that the full saga. That's the full the the full Paul Squirter <laughs> McWhorter story. <laughs> thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, thanks for Squirts. writing in. Let's thank him a fourth time. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Squirts. <laughs> Until next time, where I forget about him and we read it all out. Let's again. thank Paul McWhorter every week from now on. Yeah, he can become the official mascot of this podcast. He can he can be the um the official. Sponsor that pays us nothing. Yeah. <laughs> McWhorter the Squirter. Yeah. Okay, should we leave it at that? We'll leave it at that. That's, um, yeah, we'll leave that the rest of them till next okay. time. Okay, uh, so this episode with uh, Lawrence Mooney and Fiona O'Loughlin, you'll know if you've listened in the past, or particularly the first one that we did, uh, there is some stuff in this that uh, where we talk about a bit about depression and... Uh, All uh, sorts of adult things that we don't usually... And, it, yeah. It, like, it not, like, when we say adult content, it's not... Squirting, yeah, it's stuff much more serious. Than that it is it is still adult content, but uh, you know, if you if this is the first time you stumbled across this podcast, maybe if you if you jumped in somehow off this one, maybe go back and listen to some of the other ones. Um, if you like this episode, and even if you don't like it, um, yeah, but there's um, so yeah, just just as a bit of a warning, which we did with the first time we did one of these episodes, there is stuff in here that may, um, you know, if you've if you've had issues with that sort of stuff, if you don't like hearing about this sort of stuff in particular, uh, maybe sit this one out. But yeah, I think this is uh, this this is. This is a great episode, I think. Yeah, I totally think it is. It is a grown-up episode. There's still plenty of us being fucking idiots in it. Yeah, uh, to lighten the load a little bit, uh, a little, little, little bit of sugar on the on the teaspoon to yes. help it down. Yes. Um, but but um, Fiona opened right up to us and and shared this, you know, pretty amazing story with us. And uh, yeah, you're gonna hear all of that. We're, yeah, we're very privileged for us to. She she came to us and went, I. Uh, this has all happened to me, and I want to tell it on your specifically on your show. Yeah, because um, of all the feedback, you know what? All the lovely feedback that you guys um, gave Fiona from previous episodes, she absolutely loved all that stuff. By the she, way, I just realised this this what she talks about in this this could potentially be news. And any journalist that's pulling quotes out of this is going to have to sit and listen through to a conversation about squirting before they get to it. <laughs> Paul McWhorter, we're about to make you famous. <laughs> what if that? What if all journos are listening to this thing? If people hear about it, it's like, oh, we better, we could better get the scoop from this podcast, and then so they just take that bit out and put it in like Dolly Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get some sweet new gig <laughs> running for Dolly. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're Dolly Doctor. We're in the sealed section and it's it's because Paul McWhorter sealed it with his... <laughs> no, anyway. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, anyway. All right, guys, enjoy this episode with Lawrence Mooney and Fiona O'Loughlin. Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting next to me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Now, people, uh, regular listeners may remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this harebrained stunt where we may have been taking the podcast over to Thailand. Yes. We're doing this... I, I, would, I would take back the harebrained <laughs> bit and the stunt <laughs> bit and replace those words with the best idea of all time. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah. So uh, we're doing this uh, podcast at, a, at a, a, an as-yet undisclosed location, mm. somewhere we haven't done it before. Yes. You gave me the address. Yes. I turn up. What do you think is at the very front <laughs> of this building? A fucking flight centre. And I honestly got there and thought, there's no podcast, is there? This is it. You've just put the jump on me. Yep. You're forcing me at gunpoint to go in and book these fucking flights. And as soon as we got there, I was like, great idea. <laughs> great. I, I saw you at the front of it and I thought, 
this, yeah, this could win him over. This is looking good. <laughs> just but gazing in the window, looking at the little displays in there. Yeah, oh, that but would be nice. We were we were standing there, and there was uh, uh, there were people. This is this is in the city. This is a CBD. People mm-hmm. were walking by, and this is a thing I do regularly these days, where people walk by, and you get that doing this podcast. Like we get a lot of listeners now, so mm. we got that tiny little part of we're up to little, eight now. Yeah, tiny little <laughs> bit of celebrity, right? So someone walked past and, and gave us a bit of a second look, a bit of a, a, a double take, and I was like, here we go. And uh, generally, I look out for that. If someone looks a bit nerdy or a bit like they've, they've got no friends mm-hmm. and they look at me, I go, yeah, you probably listen. Yeah. You're probably going to keep looking to at me. To be fair, we were jacking each other off in the street at yeah. the time. Yeah, and it, was, <laughs> and, and it was a cop doing the double take, and I was like, I bet he listens. Uh, <laughs> big fan, are you? Yeah, yeah, we'll sign some autographs. Yeah. So anyway, he came over and started talking to us, and he was a listener. And uh, I said, we're actually about to do a, a recording right now. Uh, and he's like, oh, right now, an episode upstairs. I was like, yeah. And he said, who was it? Can, can I know? Is it a secret? I said, it is the, uh, the most absolute favourite, most popular pairing of all time. Sammy J and Randy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he guessed... Who are the, he guessed exactly right the the people who are on this episode who are wow this is like the opening sketches on Saturday Night Live when it leads yeah. into them saying live from New York do it do, I'm do trying you want to set, say it I'm trying to set you up welcome back onto the program Lawrence Mooney and Fiona O'Loughlin <laughs> <laughs> did that really happen good to be yeah. back. Walk me through it. That's fine. We just did. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just tune in at the end? So he... You only tuned in when you thought, that (laughs) might be about me, that story. (laughs) When you heard O'Loughlin. I just don't know how a podcast gets recognised. Like, so... He's looked at you and thought, he's well, put they it all together. As well, these yeah, guys. I guess. And yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. With away. their faces. We've yeah. got, we're, 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 heavy, we're heavy on the social media. So our it's pictures very, are all over there. Yeah, this isn't the podcast of the online group Anonymous. Like, we, <laughs> our, our pictures are out there. Sorry, I, get, I got all confused with my 12 yeah, steps. You're not, on, you're not on Tism's podcast. Like, we don't wear, we don't wear masks the whole time. <laughs> well, so the, the, the kind of the unspoken thing in this story is that there's a listener out there of the show who now knows where Fiona O'Loughlin lives. Oh, so. right. <laughs> no, who now thinks that Fiona O'Loughlin lives at Flight <laughs> I forget that there's a, the most beautiful apartments in Melbourne, and this is one of them. This Isn't is tremendous. I know. Yeah, so we I'm won't give the address away. But <laughs> yeah, there's some wonderful one, old buildings with apartments one main in the street. Yeah, yeah. So Fiona, well, wow, hello. What's, I mean, where we've have been, you been? Can we talk about where <laughs> yes, you've been? The last can. six months. I mean, I've been. What have you been up to, Tommy? I've been. Basically, just running the comedy rooms, doing a few gigs here and there. Yeah, you're, you're went to Japan. I've been hanging out. I went to Thailand probably three or four yeah. times. Um, <laughs> Moon, you've been out and about doing a few gigs, doing a TV show yeah. or two. Fiona, you anything? <laughs> How <laughs> was jail? <laughs> <laughs> it was, but you know, it was pretty close to. Right, look, I've been in a therapeutic community right. uh, for six months. And now this isn't a commonly known thing. Like sometimes uh, things will happen to you and they'll be all over the paper. So I, this is a, I don't think at the moment anyone has been saying, you know, Fiona Locken's been, you know, out of the picture. No, or nobody so. knows. And I, I'm only t- – I love the way I only tell Dum Dum Club. <laughs> like it's just you two. So supportive. Because we've been through a bit of a journey together. Yes. I mean this time last year you were on life support. Yes. A bit earlier in the year. Yeah, this time. Then you got off life support, and they said, "Yeah, your liver collapsed, (laughs) and you thought, I know what I'll do. I'll (laughs) go and have a drink to celebrate.'" (laughs) (laughs) And the last time I saw you, Lawrence, was when it was 
I t- attempted to work after. So the thing is, I, I, I physically, you know, died last year, as you guys mm. know. But mm. then, so who is playing you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> it's a what is it? A cell. Right? They saved some cells and built this. Oh right, right. You're yeah. it's a clone. It's a clone. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park, a mosquito that once the, bit Fiona just, O'Loughlin. Just without right. the attic gene. Yeah, right. a mosquito that once bit Fiona O'Loughlin, and then once it got out of its coma, <laughs> they. <laughs> But the thing was, when I came out of, um, uh, you know, recovering from that, I thought, oh, I'm better. Like, I just thought everything had fixed itself. No. Because it was miraculous. Like, we, th- there was a thing where we thought that was it. You, oh, were in a, you were in a coma and that was it. And we were all like, this is the end. This is horrible. This is the worst. And then all of a sudden, you were... Appearances where you were right as rain. Yeah, and it was a physical miracle. Like they only gave me one percent. Not that I was there to receive that news. No, your family came from all over Australia. Yeah, and you were and there. We were there bedside. I think. We. Wow. Yeah, Lawrence was there. Mary said, "My youngest said, Fiona, my mum loves the sound of Lawrence's voice, so mm. he had to come in and talk to me while I was in the coma." Fiona, hope you didn't have where, anything on. Where have you left the money? Not on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that to you. When you're coming out of your coma in uh, oh, you kept coming. In rehab, I just have these hazy memories of you going to Austin Hospital. Yeah, where's the money? Where's the money, Fiona? <laughs> Don't tell anyone else. Don't trust them. <laughs> Only me. And fleeting. <laughs> and, fleeting. <laughs> and I thought that was I was in some weird dream. You know, we're I doing know a bit of marathon, real. man. We've broken you out. You're safe now. Now where are the diamonds? <laughs> I remember being so miserable in there and looking at that bloody Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre and mm. for some reason... That, She's doing great. That, that <laughs> got under my skin. I hated that building. I hated looking at it and I was being weird there was about a, there it. There was a building for her husband but that went missing. They, <laughs> they, they think it's in Mexico. <laughs> the Olivia Newton-John Husband's Wellness Centre. Where has that building gone? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> What was left of my mind, thought I was being quite articulate, making jokes about the Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre that I was staring at night and day, and then the doctors came past and I had another, you know, spiel about the Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre. And I remember saying to my older sister, Genevieve, she was at the foot of the bed, and I said, these bloody doctors have got no sense of humour, and she's, she's sitting there. In my mind, she's got a bonnet on and she's cross-stitching, you know, but... <laughs> She goes, you're not here to make people laugh. <laughs> like, they'd had it with me. You, you can save your jokes. You know. We've you just put us through hell. Not only have they had it with you, everyone has. The <laughs> <laughs> and everyone of your contemporaries. So, welcome back. <laughs> you're starting at open mic level. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have to rebuild it all again. We're actually, you're actually not even a big enough name for us to release this podcast. This is, this is a practice podcast for when you get it together again. Yeah, yeah this is a demo. This, this is, is your called, trial. This is called podcasting. That's <laughs> <laughs> happened, hasn't this it? Gonna, have people have been introducing it. Did you know this phone? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a lobotomy. And a health retreat in a community no, for 160 days. It was a... So you've been, you've been away at some stage after that... that you came out of hospital. I had a nervous s- breakdown after the coma. It was right. post-traumatic stress and... Because we had you on the podcast after that, um, after you'd been out of hospital and everything. Yeah. So we have seen you since then, but then you went... Then out you of went hospital and after the coma or...? Yeah, Should we hospital. quickly say for any new or recent listeners, there's a, there's, this is number five in a series of episodes in that we've done. In a trilogy of... Yeah, number five in a trilogy. 
T-R-I. Carl's from Mary Carl, Borough. what does the word trilogy mean? <laughs> I know it. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> Quadrilogy. Uh, tr- now it's quint- 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 oh, quintology. 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 So, Quintology. Uh, Quintonology. We have had you guys on a, a number of times. This is the fifth time that you've been on together and we, we have a bit of a habit of getting into some pretty dark territory with these episodes. And so the there's first a bit one of a, was suicide, I think. Yep. Then we went sex. Yep. Religion. religion. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what the fourth one was, but I, I, I assume that we're tackling addiction. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah, I would I assume. Yeah. The fourth would one be was addiction. pretty much addiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this is interesting, guys. Uh, so Fiona's come out of a... What do you call it? Yeah? Well, look, it's one of the toughest rehabs Closet. in the country. Yeah, it's, it's it was interstate, oh, New South Wales-ish. Well, toughest ACT. Rehabs. And, okay. um, so is it locked down? Are you locked in? Uh, you can leave if you want to. Most people are there on parole. Like, that's how tough it is. Okay. So they come... Oh, they're on parole? Yeah. The, it's last chance city so ve- where so I've just, been. Just to track back a tiny bit. So you had you, you just said you had a nervous breakdown after we saw you last. Yeah. And that is what's... Uh, made you uh, uh, enter this facility? Oh no! A yeah, we don't care bit, about your life. L- we just want the narrative of a the podcast bit, to be clear. A little bit happened before I had the, between having the nervous breakdown and going to. The, oh yeah, uh, the last time I saw, saw me in New, New Zealand, Zealand and I was oh. with a self-styled, <laughs> well, drug counsellor. Yeah, and he turned out to be a rapist. He was clearly <laughs> what? Just the worst. Oh person. no, he was a drug dealer. I yes, was in a I drug know. den because I I. Th- had that feeling about him because you were off chops and it's like this is my guru and it's like mm, okay I'm just going to watch this unfold and um, <laughs> he's wearing high vis and he's so got I said, so reflective aviators because he had a self-styled drug rehab i.e. shooting gallery somewhere well in a girlfriend of mine took state. me to his place and she said he's a healer she, uh, yeah, and she healer. takes me there and um, cult leader Svengali <laughs> oh, there's really? two types of to- cult leaders most... you're into slavery or you're in a rape camp anyway I said to him, because we're going back to the hotel, so um, let's just call him Doug. Uh, <laughs> Doug, you know, what kind of therapy do you use? And he goes, I fight your addiction uh, to whatever you've got with the opposite. And I said, well, you know, maybe I've got into trouble with alcohol a few times. How would you deal with that? And he goes, I'd give you ice. And I said, <laughs> oh. Did he say that? I said, oh, right. And so what happens then? He goes, because... Alcohol's uh, a depressant and ice is a stimulant. I fight that. And I said, then I become an ice addict. And then he said, yes, but then I'll give, give you, you alcohol. my homeopathic <laughs> self-style Almost remedies. Water. Almost water. To cure you of your ice addiction. I.e., he's an ice dealer in a shooting gallery recruiting vulnerable people. Yep. Wow. And when Lawrence Mooney's looking at a situation and going, this behaviour seems a bit excessive. <laughs> some dodgy shit is yeah. going well, on. Well, I thought you were a bit icy that day <laughs> in New Zealand. I thought you were a bit... You were jumpy and all over the joint unless you were just completely losing your mind. No, I... Um, what were you guys doing in New Zealand? Who books that? Or oh. yeah. <laughs> 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 We were doing best bits oh, at yes. the Channel 7 over here and it was originally... It sounds Zealand like you concept. were doing a few best bits. Oh, yeah. my God. Best bits. Yeah. Um, and so the Channel 7 bought the idea but thought, well, you produced it in New Zealand, you produce it over there. So we'd head over there and it was a show with myself, the New Zealand guy that actually hosted it in New Zealand who I think did a shit in his pads because <laughs> you were just like <laughs> all over him, attacking him and he, he didn't know what to do. And he's Franklin. And 
Oh God, I've got to talk to Heath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I Sorry, feel bad. I Heath. feel like we were getting into some interesting stuff, and I was just trying to be a smartass. And now I'm getting genuine information about this TV show. Yeah. That you oh, sorry. <laughs> you do not need to answer that. Honestly, anyway, it's fine. So I was, I was texting Heath. Do you think that you know, um, maybe smoking ice and having a beer is a good idea just to go onto the set? And he's, he's like, I would just shotgun a can and do a bucket bong. You know, we're talking about show prep off the back of your show preparation. All right. We were mocking you. You were mocking me. But then... No, I definitely didn't do ice. Was so that this the, guy's travelling no, around with you. Was that the end you? of the line? Was that like, okay, into rehab now? Or? Oh, no, it got so much worse. Oh, so oh. You, you kept... You stuck with Doug for a bit. No, no, I left Doug after that, but I was homeless after that. It, like, life absolutely came to a... How did you find Doug? Uh, my girlfriend took me to him. She'd taken me to him a few months before He's a, he's a re, to read my cards or something. and <laughs> Or something. Then when... Oh, I, look, it's all such a blur. Right, There's about right. four months of me – because I was literally homeless and I – You're homeless in New Zealand? No, no. We just, I just went no, to New Zealand. No, everyone's homeless there. For, <laughs> um, for a gig in amongst right. all this. And right. it, would be, it was to be my last gig until I went through what I had to go through, which right. is long-term <laughs> rehab, yeah. you know. And so just more and more rock bottoms unfolded. And I thought – Any performances in that time when you were kind no, of like homeless and going with – No. You're just going to people's – you're going to fans' houses, weren't you? Yeah. Fans were hitting you up on social media saying, come out to our place and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're just jumping on <laughs> – And have a drink. Couch surfing. Couch surfing. Um, oh, I ended up in some of the weirdest – right, to, to be honest, this is your lowest point. This sounds like what we do all the time. <laughs> 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 Except we can't get on best bits. <laughs> yeah. That guy at the front of your building, well, he gave us 100 bucks each. And another rock bottom. And, and <laughs> I stayed at a fan's house and Carl and Tommy was like, oh, that's a lot. Have, have you still got their number? <laughs> and <laughs> finally I realised I had hit absolute rock bottom. <laughs> I was doing another episode of The Dumb <laughs> <laughs> I just, I could like, not that I was really, really even present mentally. You know, I was completely broken in my mind. I don't, um, so I didn't know where this ended. I was just like, okay, so I strapped myself onto a, you know, getaway train some years ago, which you talk, kind of alluded to on Australian Story, you know, and w- when it crashes, where did that? I was already on the train, this is going to crash, I fuck knows where. And all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, and I still don't understand how I, like, I know there was help from Emily and my sister getting me because I knew long-term rehab was like the only, thing. the only thing. But the thing is you can't just put your hand up and go, oh, I'm ready to go to long-term rehab because they're not there. They're not open. Like, and the other thing is I think, and this is, I might be taking liberties here, but addicts that I know... Generally Are you calling me an addict? Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, have I gone too far? Can I still hang around here? Lawrence, or? come on. <laughs> I've got a little it, bit to say about addicts after this. Yeah. Is Your there, one. Is, <laughs> is, is the, I, I would say being an addict comes hand in hand with, with being in denial. And so there, there would have been quite a bit of you not putting your hand up to go to rehab anyway. Yeah, isn't that the point? If you're able to go, hey, rehab for me, please. Oh, that's the, yeah, you're right, Carl. That's the, like the, it's the only... Disease, and it fucking is a disease, and I've argued that it isn't 
I'll, I'll change my story there. Right. Because it's the only disease that will actively tell you daily that you don't have a disease. Right. You know? Right. And it's a dis- disease that is actively also trying to kill you. Yep. Like, and if you throw in ego like mine, you know, well, I'm, I'm an addict's, you know, delight. Yeah. Because and, – and the this kind of life that I'm in of um, accolades and – you know, people patting you on the back. It's, yeah. You know, it's... Shit out showbiz. Yeah. Yeah, it's no fucking wonder. Yeah. But what I... So, getting back to wanting to get into long-term rehab, the system is so overloaded and fleety of all people, but I did take... Of all on, people. But I did take on what he said. He did say to me once, if you're ever going to long-term rehab, whatever you do, don't go private. And see, I've always gone private. And also, what, why have you got that? 20 bucks? Because of the cost. <laughs> yeah. of the cost or because because of they the make natural? you work. You see, where I've been, uh, it's like recalibrating your whole self. Like, no, you don't get to lie around in a comfortable room of your own. Like, I've shared a room with four other alcoholics for the past six months, you know. You get up at seven o'clock. You, yeah, that's you just clean. Carl and Tommy's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go, I've been cleaning dunnies. Hang on, have you gone back to uni? <laughs> so cleaning dunnies cleaning is kind of like discipline oh, absolutely. working all day long. Get, and the hardest bit, I'm jumping now, but I just want to go back to this getting in bit. Yes. I had to, and in amongst all of this, I've lost my mind. I, yes, had been living in this drug den. Not that I was... I don't know but what you were I in talk, there, so you can but tell I was the in story. there. Yeah, was it, was it squalid? It was awful? so squalid. Is like, this with yeah. this Doug dude? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, do you know what my morning ritual squalid was? Horror. Getting the rabbit shit out of my boots, like because there was a rabbit in the house. Of course, there was. Like if a donkey had come through the front door, <laughs> I would have just gone. Oh, there's a donkey. Like people, mm. that, you know, the people that came in and out of that place were horrific, and they were all in hindsight now. I get it. They were all ice addicts. Thank God. Um, but do they recognise you? You're living this in, in squalor. Were people coming in going, Excuse me, have you got any merch? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to buy a tea towel in one of your fucking books. <laughs> you slut! <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the one about the, the yellow pages again? Can you? <laughs> Not happy, Jan. <laughs> hey, everyone, come and have a look. It's Jan. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Jamoan? There were some pretty big things. Yeah, it was really dangerous. But by then I didn't give a shit. Who knew me? My life was over, Carl. Right. Like I'm this, – this is – it's all over. Yes, I mean, yes, I used to be a comedian. But that my life, I, I couldn't ever, could ever see that this would happen, that I'd be back here talking with you right. on a podcast. So you like, thought it, that was it. Oh, done. fuck yeah. So right. was it – was there bleak times? Are you thinking, fuck, I'm going to end it? Because oh, this absolutely. Is, is this in Adelaide? Bleaker than bleak gets. Yeah, it was in Adelaide. So this is after because I remember you, you came to a live show and you were staying with your parents at that time. So that's obviously, that's happened after that. At some stage you've left your parents. Yeah, left my Adelaide. parents because... Good on you. It's good to be independent. <laughs> <laughs> Did they come around Baby every steps. Sunday for a roast or...? <laughs> Baby steps, and you don't want to rush into these things. How old are you? What had happened? Three. What had happened previously to all of this? Was I was booked to do um, uh, what? This, what's the thing in the jungle? Um, oh, I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yes. Really? Right. Oh yeah. I was supposed to. I was like, this was going to save my life. It was going to turn everything around. But something in me. When in reality, that's what you're saying in the drug den. Yeah, and that's what I'm I ended up doing. Get the fuck I, out of here. Yeah. I ended up going to the you know the nth degree of. Survival, you know, yeah. without the hundred and sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bam, bam. <laughs> that I, reckon, that I reckon you've done it a better way. Well, d- that would have made a much more interesting show. They should switch it one season and it's just like, these celebs, they think they're going to go live it up in the jungle and all of a sudden they're in a crack den for a yeah. month. Yeah, in I, Adelaide. I, I've got to say, you know, I think you've come out of... Uh, are you like allowed to name the institution? No, like, you'd be smarter not to. Yeah, okay. only for so not you come for out of you know, Give them a shout out. We'll get them on board as a sponsor. <laughs> Let's call it Stockholm. Let's call it. <laughs> you come out of Stockholm, and uh, I think there's a degree of arrogance about you and your addiction to tell you the truth. Well, we haven't got all the way I through. Was, Let's I was texting with you the other day, and I said, "You said how are you going?" I said, oh, "I think I'm, you know, giving it too much of a nudge, just a you know, classic old fucking addict." And you said, "I don't think you are an addict." Would have fucked you over by now. <laughs> Nine night. Hey, hey. So I read uh, that in a uh, nicer voice, and it's a different <laughs> message. I, I, I'm a, I don't think you are an addict. It would have fucked you over by now. Oh right. Like, uh, I thought. Oh, I can't be a member of the club because I've got 160 so days yeah. in the garden. Oh, yeah. No. How, hey, how much with rabbit? Other sh- how that much rabbit shit in your boots, mate? Yeah. <laughs> you just go off with your little problem oh. and your mental illness. Oh, go and deal with it. On your oh own. Oh my god! Yeah, go and have your slab, or as I call yeah. it, breakfast. Yeah. You fucking amateur. I thought you. Were, I used to think you were cool, Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Welcome to the Ibis, Mister Northern. <laughs> you know that was me being overly that, that I know. worried about thinking I know it all now. You know, like I. You're probably right though. But so. We've jumped ahead a little bit, so let's go back yes. in the timeline. So you're you're living in this this this, this hovel, drug den, and it's in hey hey, it's called Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, one of the girls in there. There's um, so many dad jokes just <laughs> flying thick and fast. This is how I close why they I don't got buy to being on the front page of well of the first story in the fucking nightly news. Right, there was a girl in the bedroom next to me in the drug den. Right, and she'd had a fight with a. Um, one of her friends, so she rang her uncle, um, someone, yeah, and he sent a hitman over to kill that person. What? And there's the federal police knocking on the door. And no, the views of Fiona don't represent the views <laughs> yeah. of the little dum dum. No, don't the name way. the institute you were in, but by all means, let's talk about this. <laughs> about the world figure. <laughs> Just so you know, he's close as there relatives. There's fucking hell. Just so oh you know, there's no God. rehabs that are going to put a bullet oh in our brains. So <laughs> you can name them if you want. Oh, no. I don't want to get the rehab offside. <laughs> they might numbastay me the shit yeah. out of here. Remember when that rehab... But name a fucking name, Tony Soprano. <laughs> Remember when that rehab starred in Underbelly? That's not beautiful. <laughs> Jesus I'm Christ. I'm as dumb as I ever was. <laughs> Underbelly, the skid. <laughs> yeah, you just see some eyes was... being riddled with bullets. <laughs> so something in me said, I think I better get out of here. I better hightail it out of here. I think we're about to hit our lowest point <laughs> after this episode goes out. I think we might make the nightly news now. <laughs> so you're in a shooting gallery of the most squalid conditions. There's uh, ice addicts everywhere. There's violence. Someone's just been whacked. And you're commentating to yourself like it's an Enid Blight novel. Oh, I should get out of here. <laughs> this isn't tea and cake. Come on, punky. Come on, yeah. Noddy. Let's go. Yeah, what are the famous five going to do about this one? <laughs> oh, where's Mr. Saucepan Head? 
<laughs> I wasn't thinking oh. straight. Fucking, you were way up the far away. Those oh. Banksy men have gone too far this yeah. time. <laughs> Five get iced in Adelaide. Yeah, I remember that book. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fucking hell. But that's, oh, that, it just, that's how low do you want to get, you know? And then I went to my parents' house for one, and I know... So you left there, you had the, the good sense to, to leave the hovel. It wasn't good sense. Well, it was like, I could die, you right. know, like, by... And Sounds yeah. like good sense to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get your youth hostel card back so, yeah. before you left? <laughs> <laughs> so then there was... Rating. So I've got this... Did they charge you for the minibar at the end or...? <laughs> <laughs> How many Toblerones did you eat while you were in there? <laughs> Refill the ice tray, like literally. Oh, God. But it was like everywhere I turn, I'm like, this is it's getting this is worse. This is the shittest Airbnb my, I've ever my, been to. My family didn't want to know me. That's the rock bottom you got to hit where, like, you, you won't you, – they won't let you in their home. Like, it's yes. just like there was just nothing. So, yeah, then I'm with – So, they, they now, to be fair, like, your family, you they would have obviously – have tried heaps of times, but you would, you've obviously stretched their patience way too much to get to that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I was staying at mum and dad's and, yeah, had there been a shotgun out the back of their place, I would not be here. I right. would, yeah, have... Where would you be? In God's arms, Lawrence. Oh, that less, sounds wonderful. part of your <laughs> head. Right, it was just like... And anyway, I was... Off the source there, but just like... <laughs> and, seeing, and that was the point that we saw you... When we were over there doing a show, where you were staying with them? Oh, and I came to the Rhino Room? Yeah. yeah. See that? I don't remember that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you should download our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is Fiona on it or just in the crowd? No, no. She, you came along and you were on the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I was on the show. And then you came back yeah. to Heckle Carl's show at the end. Yeah. Did I? Mm. Yeah. You said some very nice words, which I now know I were on the, under the influence of some... No, I wasn't under the influence right. at all then. I was just so lost. Right. Like I was... A lot of this time, except for the drug then, and... Um, so, to be honest, when you volunteered, when you hit me up to want to come along, I did think there's a problem here where you're wanting to come to our podcast <laughs> just for something to do. Yeah. Like, people like you don't usually... We have to twist people's arms to come to our show. <laughs> and you're like, please, have you got anything to do? Hey, Carl, I'm coming home with you tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where are you guys going tonight? Out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through this already, haven't so we? So I had to call every Thursday. The thing was to get into this place, I had to call every Thursday and I have no idea how I got hold of a phone and made that call every Thursday. And I remember I just kept ringing this place. To get into this re- yeah, rehab place, you have to the, call the, them the waiting every list, Thursday. The, oh, really? The waiting list is like months and months. Right. And I, Sounds like an open mic. And I couldn't get in. And I... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Meredith Music Festival. You didn't get the ballot, sorry. Yeah. Uh, every Thursday I'd ring them and I'd say, can, and, you know, they take it to the staff meeting because there were so many addicts all around the country, like desperate for a bed. And these beds, it's not a flash place. Like yeah. desperate to come in and clean their toilets and make and cook your uh, own food. Does it cost? Is that expensive? It takes your um, uh, Centrelink. Like, <laughs> Oh, your Medicare. <laughs> yeah. Talk about rock bottom. I've been to Centrelink in this time as well. Right. And I said to Emily, Emily was with me at the time. Carl and I said, can hear you. <laughs> 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 I remember going to Centrelink near mum and dad's I thought place. I recognised you. Yeah. Just in all this horrible time, this rock bottom time, and I had to go to Centrelink. And I, For unemployment I, benefits. Yeah, because I had what nothing. What is it now? Uh, 600 a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's, that's, that's what we get Sweet. for Patreon, I believe. <laughs> 
but I remember it's a Patreon <laughs> subscription every <laughs> pretty much is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how stupid is this? Because I hate lines, I hate queues. You know, it's boring, isn't it? And as mm, yeah, when you're starving and you're queuing for soup, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. From what I heard, you don't hate lines at all. Why don't the UN just? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you liked so the line and left the heap I said to line. Emily, I said to Sensalink and Kanina, I said, I really don't want to be waiting around here too long. I hope they recognise me. And oh, said, nice. Emily goes, really? You want to be recognised in Sensalink? Yeah, get a black card. Get your black card. You're like celeb card at Sensalink. Very nice. Seriously, that can go to one or two ways. I got a new licence recently and I, I know the look. When somebody knows who you are and they fucking hate you, <laughs> the woman at Vicro is like, right. licks her teeth, I'm going to fuck you up somehow. So, <laughs> Have you got this? Yeah. Safe driving course? Yes. Oh, you back driving me? Yeah, I've got my licence. Oh, nice. So uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you want to pay for a three-year or a ten-year? Hundred dollars extra? Yeah, ten-year. On paper, oh, this okay. all sounds very reasonable, to be honest. All very reasonable. And then she <laughs> goes, now it's time to take your photo. Smile if you want. So I'm looking at the camera and she, she waits and waits and waits and I just feel my eyes blink and she goes... Oh, no way. Like, oh, you fucking can't. That is, uh, that is a tragedy very comparable I, I, to what I mean, Fiona's been through. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's parallels can I, have, here. can I have a look at the photo? And she goes, no, it's fine. Uh, we'll send it to you in eight working days. I get the photo. My eyes are closed. But one is just closing... So it looks like... You're on the nod. I'm retarded. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. Can we see it? And she bitch. knows that... Uh, I'm, I'm not with me. Um, but she, she waited, waited, waited. I was like, I'm smiling. And then she just could sense the eyelids going. Just went... It's <laughs> like... She gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But see, there's parallels here with you you losing your licence. Like, you, you losing your licence in terms of Fiona's story was you in the coma... And now this is it, you're back. And this is like, you're out of the coma, you're in free fall and you don't even know it. Yeah. There's something else coming, I reckon. <laughs> when you say something else coming, like a haystack or a large spike. Who knows? Let's find out. <laughs> a big barrel. Donkey Kong I, destroyed I, I, barrel what, at you. Tommy, I think you're right. I'm waiting for the next big thing. There's been a couple of things reach a natural end this year. Dirty Laundry Live wasn't returned by the ABC. Then I had Moon Man in the comedy showroom and that wasn't selected. They've... They've gone with Ronnie Cheng's International Student and The Letdown featuring Alison Bell. So that's kind of like a full stop. And so there's all these full stops that are happening where it's like, okay, what's the next big thing? And it's kind of nice to be, as you say, young man, in free fall. <laughs> Plus I'm also high on a quaalude. <laughs> Well, if you need more, I believe Fiona knows someone in Adelaide. So. Yeah, take oh, yeah. Doug. I'm going to stay with my therapist, Doug, in Adelaide. <laughs> oh, my God. I was insane. Yeah. Pretty, so so yeah, back, to, back to the Fiona. Uh, back to you signing up your, your Canberra open mic uh, rehab. Yes. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I get there in the middle of the night. How do you get there? How do you By get bus. I caught a bus. Overnighted to Canberra? Yeah. From Adelaide? Yeah. Oh. Prior to that... I oh, went. What's this the induction like? I was just. Oh my god! Well, I, I went, think it's taking a bus from Adelaide to Canberra. <laughs> I think but it, that's when, as low as you can no, get. But the tr- kindness of strangers. Get off the bus, asshole! <laughs> get over there, strip down, bend over, hose her down. <laughs> now get in there and clean the toilet, drunkie. 
<laughs> it's like that. It was a bit like that. Oh, um, the start of Con Air. I've just got it. There was, yeah. there was, you know, kindness in one of my sisters, Kate, who never let me go this whole time, and a guy that I then moved into an apartment, uh, not an apartment, into a tiny little room in a house in Glenelg. He kept doing geographicals like that'll fix it, you know, and took this sad, fucked up head with me. And Kate was beside you the whole way. We're always she's on the other end of the phone. She's only got how many children? Nine. I yeah, she's just got the nine. So she's got a lot she of free did, yeah. time and, you so know, got, yeah. just... I'm just going to spend a lot see of See the my golf or look after your addict sister, you know, but uh, people do it all the time. School pick up, um, mentoring my nine children or wiping up after this fucking thing. <laughs> So in this weird house where I was living, not the drug den, just a, I was renting this tiny little room for 150 bucks a week and there was a chef there, an unemployed chef, and he said to me one morning I came out and he looked at me and he goes, my God, he goes, you are so sad. What's the matter? Like, oh, was it Gordon Ramsay? It was Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> Fix then, your face up. And then, and then Jamie Oliver came out and he said, everything be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I could turn you into a pumpkin. <laughs> bit, he, of that, bit of that, bit of that. He said to me one night, apparently, um, <laughs> I'd agreed to go into the Royal Adelaide. And I'd, I'd gone in myself two weeks before that. And this is a really tough thing when you hit rock bottom like that. I went into the Royal Adelaide completely sober and just said, I'm going to die out there. I have to be... Yeah, please put me somewhere, like, because it was life and death at that point. You know, my organs weren't strong enough to be going through this so long after I'd been clinically dead, you know, shortly after that. This, this is coming out of the, the hovel, going into... Yeah. Yeah. And I went into the Royal Adelaide and, um, you know, I was crazy. I was mental. I was so sick. And I was like, okay, I've put my hands up and I'm coming out, you know, coming out with my hands in the air, you know. Mm. But then there's nowhere to go. Like, this poor doctor at the Royal Adelaide, she cried. Like, she said, I'm really sorry. She kept me there for about six hours and she said, there's nothing we can do. You're too well. Like, you know, she said, your blood results aren't great, your organs aren't great, but you're not on death's door. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I, I, can't, I will die out there. You know, there's bottle shops out there that I can't be trusted in the world. And, yeah. and does and the I, ego then kick in again and go, all right, well, then I'll fucking show you death's door? There's no real ego happening. At the, I was so basic survival at that point. Like, right. I had no desire to live, but I knew... That I couldn't commit suicide, you know. That wasn't... Yep. I wasn't you just, what were you eating? Nothing. I was so skinny, like... Man, there's so many 24-hour bakeries in Adelaide. What a waste. <laughs> I couldn't eat. I couldn't do a fucking thing. They're so good, though. So then I came up with this. I remember that next time. I... <laughs> what a shout-out that would have been for Bakery on O'Connell. Down and out in Beverly Hills. It's like that. You kind of... Like, if I was a man, I'd have a beard, like, you know. Right, right. Well, I did have a small beard, but right. it was... And then eventually I ha- came out with this idea and I was like, God, you're a, I'll you're tell a them I'm insane. Yeah. I was looking at women's uh, shelters like during the day, begging to get into a woman's shelter and I couldn't get in. And so then I went back to the Royal Adelaide. Does, do, at, at any stage do people go, but you're Fiona O'Loughlin? Yeah, but I, I know the woman at the woman's shelter did. She said, isn't there anybody? And I'm like, no, because mm. it doesn't matter when you're as ugly as I was. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, who's going to have me? So when, when you're Who in the... Who wants to be responsibility for this fucked up thing yeah, and I... shell of a human? Like, no one wants that. So the people that do step up 
they're special. Yeah, Kate's amazing. Like, she just didn't. Yeah. And Tess, my daughter, she didn't let me go either. You know, she rang me one day and she said, I don't Tess want... Tess still overseas? No, she's... <laughs> <laughs> We're in Tess's apartment right now for people you at home. Prior... We're in Tess's apartment and when we got here, Lawrence said to Tess, how was overseas? And she yeah. said, that was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, answer the question. Yeah. And I How was it? Her. I gave her a good slap. Moon has known Doug for two years, though, to be fair. So. But, you know, prior to that, it had been, you know, saying to the kids, no, no, I haven't been drinking, da-da-da, you know, all these years of in and out and off the wagon. And, you know, Tess, by then the gloves were off. You know, Tess just rang me one night and she just said, look, I don't want you to die, you know. And she said, we were just both so helpless, you know, like I don't want you to die. And I'm like, well... We both knew I was dying, you know. And I don't want you to die again either. I saw you that night at the Star and Garter and that was bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> For five, that was the worst five minutes you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My husband's – yeah, I broke my husband's nose in two places, once in the bathroom tw- – no, three places, once in the bathroom, twice in the kitchen. That wasn't good, was it? That was Are my early work. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Do we're dying. Um, <laughs> so when, just out. to backtrack quickly, when you're in the hovel with, with Doug and those people, do your family know that you're there or are you yeah. off the grid at this point? So they're I'm still kind got, of off yeah, the grid. Kate told me the story that she goes over. in there to try and get you out and Doug goes, no, we're in the middle of a very important program and uh, he's becoming quite possessive. I want to go as far as, you know, aggressive. I've called him a rapist already, but that's just my surmise. Um, and so he wanted to keep you in there. He wanted to create, keep this world that, you know, he was creating and then they... So he's a bit of a cult leader yeah, at this point. Yeah, well, right. you know... He believes he's psychic and... Oh. Yeah. Often has, you know, that cult group control. Yeah. Drugs are very often involved. Right. So you've got your self-styled Svengali. He thinks he's a guru. Or he thinks he's a healer. But he's just dealing ice to yeah. kids and addicts. Yeah. Except I couldn't do it because it gives me ulcers on my tongue, so that's lucky. I mm. <laughs> <laughs> just got this really sore tongue. I was like, well, fuck that. Yeah. So <laughs> Been awake for five days. <laughs> Had sex 30 times. Thought, mm, that tongue. <laughs> it's really I annoying didn't me. I didn't become an ice addict. But I could have. Like, I really could have. Oh, I reckon you could have. No, I remember I got a really sore tongue. I thought, oh, no, I don't like that. I'm a booze hound, you know. Mm. Stick to what you're good at. Yeah. yeah. So then eventually I uh, find myself, Kate turns up at this house with the chef, with Gordon Ramsay, and she said, are you ready? And I'm like, what? And she said, you going, we're taking you to the Royal Adelaide. You said you were coming. And I'm like, oh, I've forgotten everything. And I blew point zero at the Royal Adelaide, so I'm beyond drinking now. I'm just... Crazy and homeless, you know, and went into Royal Adelaide and she said she talks about, which I did, apparently I was just talking about needing to die and all the ad nauseum and so we went in there and to and my overwhelming desire was to get committed in an insane, you know. Oh, really? Which is thankfully what happened. So I went for to Glenside side for safety because I was, you know, and thankfully we got a doctor that understood that that was the, what was going to happen, you know. I was, my, I was in mortal danger. So I went to Glenside and then once I was in that place, I was just like, right, now we can – I'm not leaving here until I get into a long-term rehab. And finally a bed came up and I got on a bus and I went to Canberra and it was – To ex- Stockholm? Extraordinary. <laughs> it's 
just like, I woke up the next morning. And went, what the fuck? Why are they telling me to get up? Why am I washing toilets? <laughs> like, what? So how do they speak to you? Do they speak to you It's just the most... an uh, interpersonal kind of standard way or... No, they it... speak to you really respectfully, but it's right. what they're requiring you to do. And if you argue, that it's just like, like, I was pretty good. I didn't arc up. Is it like army? Is it like yeah, the army? very much like right. that. And as I said before, people... Having been in the army, you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did go to Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, so I did go to the war for five days. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's what they, they... They say to advocate for your needs. Like, sure, you can argue, tell us what you think you... But the answer is no. Like, you have to get out of your bed at seven and you are not allowed back into your room, which you share with three other Alkies, um, until 9.30 at night. It's just non-stop, no time on your own, no reading any literature but the big book, like the AA book and NA books. There's one hour in the day that you have off between four and five. No phones? No phones, no television. Yeah. No... So did you read the book? Yeah, three times. Is it good? It's fantastic. What's the best bit? The best bit is the doctor's um, theory, which is Bill W.'s mate, Dr. Bob. There were two alcoholics in New York that started AA um, in the 20s. And so it's a 12-step program, so we had to go to meetings. What are the 12? The 12 steps. Yeah. Well, the first one is to admit that you're powerless over alcohol. The second one is to um, take a... a Hand your will over to a higher power. No, that's the third one. Second one is... Oh, I can't You're remember the real well. Top man. Oh, hang on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Tess has notes. just flown in from overseas and brought the book over. <laughs> Welcome Fresh back. Fresh off the plane. Yeah. She looks a bit jet-lagged, but yeah. Yeah, so it really... And thanks for the uh, duty-free Melbourne bitters. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> hey, where'd they go? Fiona. <laughs> so the whole thing is about... Without it, it's what we've done our whole lives... A, we do it to escape pain, but then you, you become this really selfish, self-centred, like you want immediate gratification for everything and all these places are all about slowing down your immediate gratification. So if you want to oh, make cool. a phone call, for instance, to your son for his birthday, okay, mm. um, you have to put in a submission a week before for that submission to go through to, to ring your son for his birthday. To be fair, be... you're not addicted to saying happy birthday to your son, though. <laughs> well, I don't know why that know. was put in well, there. Well, that's why people, when they get there, they arc up over these things. But the whole, the, the bigger picture is, and I... Good logic, though, that, because it's all about impulse. Yeah. yeah. We have an impulse and often we answer it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and addicts, you know, we away. just scratch the itch Boop. instantly. That's better and that's all we know, you oh, know. That's better. So this whole... Um, that's much better. <laughs> these therapeutic communities have... They know what they're doing and it's... Uh, most people come in and lose their minds, you know. Having been where I went and had so much shame like and guilt and I was just like, shut your mouth and do as you're told. And also the beauty of it for me was that at night time I could put my head on the pillow... And with the relief, and you and I have talked about this, Lawrence, of, I remember when you were sober for a long period of time and you were telling, trying to show me the joy of it. You're going, just imagine waking up without shame, you know, for you'd gone nine months. You, yeah. Your eyes were fucking on fire with the light of what it felt like, the, you know. The previous day has no hold over you. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. And the other thing that I loved about it is when you told someone, when you needed to tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> You, Isn't you it meant heaven? every inch of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it's, it's great. 
so all of this, you know, relearning and, and you get – oh, and the other thing was this was – a bit guilty about taking these beers. As, with the, with oh, no, I don't. I totally did. No, that's okay. Fiona just looked at you and thought, Pure, poor weak man, he's just answering his impulses. Yeah. He's, he's got yeah. no impulse control. Yeah. He's got no way of deferring his gratification. I'm a simple monkey. Yeah, and now you can tell her to fuck off, and she'll know that you don't really mean it. <laughs> yeah, because you're a bit pissed. <laughs> no, because now all I can, all I look at a beer now, and I look at it, and I go, well, "Isn't that great for you that you, that you don't have the allergy that I have to right. that? That one will make me want a hundred, like, and that all I have to do is remember what it felt like being in that drug den and being, in, you know." In my parents' house, where they couldn't even look at me. Can know? I ask you just to shed a little bit of light for those people that would have heard you say, "I have an allergy to that. I would want to drink a hundred. How that inverse allergy works for alcoholism? Because most people would think, "Well, if you've got an allergy, wouldn't you be sick on the first one and not want it? You know, if you've got an yeah, allergy yeah, yeah. to eggs or wheat." Yeah, it's the it's, it's as you say, yeah. inverse allergy, and it means once you pick up, it triggers this insatiable yearning. Like, you're having a beer, but if I said to you, okay, now that's it, Tommy, you can't have any more, like, you might go, oh. Fuck off. <laughs> but, but an alcoholic. And wow, maybe I do have it. <laughs> I feel really real. <laughs> an alcoholic won't, like, if that was me, I, you'd say, and then you'd cut me off. Like, my, I've already triggered the need for more. So that has no power over me because it's in that bottle and not inside me. But if that's inside me... Yes. And then you say, now you can't have any more... If that I'd, bottle's inside you. I'd, <laughs> shit's gone that's, that's really crazy. That's a different crazy. addiction. <laughs> 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 oh, what if I turn into a that, sex addict? Oh, that's wrong. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Don't do oh, that with a bottle, Mum. Oh, fuck's sake. I'm, I'm, I'm still on 12 <laughs> bottles a night. I'm just not drinking them now. <laughs> Think if that happens, Tessie's going to go back overseas. <laughs> so it's a three-pronged... This is all what I've learned in this. Three-pronged? Three Here we it's go. Three, <laughs> it's a three-pronged All right, disease. Doug and who were the other two? <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> what step <is> this? <laughs> that is so great. Step <laughs> 69. <laughs> I love that he's Doug. Doug's oh. great. Doug. Yeah, oh, so you, you have the allergy that you know that makes you want you you could do anything. You sell your child to have another drink, you know, yep. like. And then, coupled with that is, um, you know, th this disease of the mind where you're obsessed with it, and it's just like, where can I get more? And it's just like it's the most exhausting state to live in. And then, then it's spiritual as well because then you do things like live in a drug den with that. Doug. And you can imagine the guilt and the shame involved in that. So then you've got a spiritual malady. So your head, your heart and your fucking body is fucked, right? So right. you need to go – like I needed to go somewhere where everything was taken off me, mm -hmm. you know, and begin again. Because I was a nice, funny person when I was 17 before mm. I drank, you mm. know. I had to learn – So first drink at 17 – Oh, no, I'd say 18. Yeah, oh, I wasn't yeah. early. But okay. see, there's people I've been in this place with who have never – like the 47-year-old guy that I was there with who started drinking at 12, then went on to drug use, but has never known himself sober. Like, at least I've had pregnancies, you know, nine months of nothing. Like, I know who I can be. Like, there are people out there, addicts, who have never even met themselves sober, which is an extraordinary 
That is extraordinary. So how did they go once they, you know, sobered up? Did they just lose their shit completely? Are you, were they all on the same sort of line as you? Were they sort of, you, you know, you, you've obviously progressed all the way through and you've come out. Were, you, were the people that you were staying in your room with, were they all on the level? Were they getting better or uh, were they various levels of success? Uh, one woman in a lot of denial. Like just, yeah. she now, was that's what fascinates me the most about this edition because I, I would like to think, you know... Talking to you so far is great in that, you know, we've got a great relationship with you, you know, we love you very much. It sounds like there's a butt coming. No, 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 no. <laughs> it does well, to me well, too. A little bit, a little bit but, but. The, the worst thing about before with you was that you would, always, you would say stuff and you were very clearly in denial and, and that always, that would always hit me. That would It'd make be my so stomach painful go, a real pit for in you. the stomach going, oh, but... Oh, there's that. Yeah, so, and you're not going to get better once you when you've still got the oh, denial. Yeah. yeah, and I've got other friends very similar where you can recognise it easily uh, in similar problems where they say things and that's the bit where you go, you're not getting better. No, you've still got that. You're I not wonder how many times I've done that to you. You know, like made you feel that. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, because so I, I think that that's for the. Uh... Sorry, Lawrence is just getting his pillow fluffed by the I've carer. I've actually got quite a bad neck carer. at the moment. One of my traps is locked up because I fell asleep on a plane. And Sounds my... like you've had a really rough time lately. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tommy. <laughs> Lawrence started nodding off on the couch. Tess went and got a pillow from her room for him. Oh, God. And I'm complaining about falling asleep on a plane. <laughs> But no, because my head's so heavy. Fiction, this go is, and clean that dunny. <laughs> if you've... It's fucking eight kilos of skull and it's ripped something <laughs> off my spine. It's like That's oh. a heavy head to carry around yeah, the best you know, of times, isn't it? That, that noggin. It's the the muscle has torn away. It's like very painful. Gee, anyway, man. more about your life threatening addiction. <laughs> 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 so when I say that a lot of denial in your, so this, your, your house. The woman, mate. for instance, that was in my room, see, she was there. She was caught there because of her fifth drink driving. So she's no choice. But it's either that or jail. Right. Like, so that, oh, her fifth drink driving? Yeah. What a champion. So she's going to jail. How many have you got to go, Moon? I have only got one drink driving charge. Right. Um, but actually, it's you know how most middle class people find their way into jail because jail's about poverty and addiction and um, mental illness and. Most people, uh, you know, from a lower socioeconomic band. Um, but the the quickest way for the middle class to find the way into jail is, you know, injure someone when you're pissed behind the wheel. Right. That's very oh yeah 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 common. Yeah, I live in fear of that happening to one of my kids. That yeah, <laughs> so and that's what you your housemates in for. That's yeah, what. and then there were um, obviously the, the heroin addicts and ice addicts. A lot of, like there was a couple there ice addicts. Who were from the North Shore in Sydney? Quite, they tried ice at a party, right? Twelve years later, this couple have lost Ooh. the lot and their children, four Ooh. kids. So, oh, so the, they're in together. They're a couple. They're a couple married for twenty years. Is four it that kids quick? later, well, like they they said ice. It. I think it, um, well, they're obviously addicts anyway. They were wow. alcoholics before that. Boom. They were alcoholics before that, and then they got into ICE. I didn't even know ICE had been around for that long. But so, they've yeah. lost all their children, gone to, they're in foster care. So a lot of people there were there to get their kids back. They're on final orders with right. That's docs. the only way they can get the kids back. The only way they get to... is to do this long term. Oh, right. So, so this is quarter sign. I was only of one of, say, six out of the 30 people there that were there voluntarily. Like, well, did you see anyone you knew there? No, but apparently Fleet has been there. 
Oh. Who? <laughs> I thought we were talking about drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing you but said about exhausting, I asked Fleety to describe the anatomy of a day of a drug addict to me. Oh, dear God. And wow, it's busy. When you're a heroin addict and you've got to raise the money, you got to go and score the drug. And that's got to be set up very early. That Don't you logistics. imagine the head miles you're doing? And then you've got to, you know, take enough heroin to even you out so you can get on with the day uh, doing whatever you're doing. And then, you know, save the big whack for that night at home so you can get off chops and repeat. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum for the rest of your you, life. You got you Until ring, you die. Well, not ad nauseum. Daily, you got to ring Chandler, see if he'll give you an advance for a gig that he's booked you for. <laughs> then meet him on Riversdale Road, get that money, get back on the tram, go back to St Kilda. <laughs> yeah, again, what a tough day for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one night there, um, because we'd get picked up by ex residents who lived mm. in Canberra and come and pick us up and take us to AA and NA, and that's their part of giving back. And we got to, you had to go to four meetings a week, um, but you had a meeting every day in the place. But this guy picks us up, beautiful bloke, 30 years old. I remember thinking, God, he's the same age as my boy. And I was asking him about his, you know, program there and how long he'd done. He'd been there for a year. And anyway, he took us to this AA, NA meeting. I can't remember which one it was. And then the next day, oh, did you hear about, you know, Gary? And I'm like, I oh, died last night. I had a – just thought he'd have one last hurrah on – The young man that drove you? Yeah. The next day he's dead. It's oh, just like stuff like that was hitting really home. So, so what do you mean he, he had well, one he last Well, he got a year up sober and was just about to start a new job or something. And this problem with um, with heroin that you go, they go back for a last party. So if I go back and have a drink, like, which I'm not going to do because I know where it ends now. But Well, we've drunk them all. So <laughs> <laughs> but a heroin addict, I think, Lawrence, they go back to the same amount they had. And that's why they often die of overdoses. And so he hasn't had it for 12 months. He's built yeah. up... Res- what, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman did that. Yeah. You know, would shoot up occasionally on his own and didn't have the, the resistance to it. And plus, because of the shame associated with it and the fact that they've you know, told the world they're recovering addicts, they will do it secretively. They won't do it with someone else. Right, and yeah. so that's very dangerous too. So that's what he did. He OD'd. Yeah, he right. OD'd accidentally. Um, so the people I met there, I will... Love forever. Like you, you, your celebrity lasts five minutes in there, yeah. you know. And the other really extraordinary thing is the toughest bit. Everyone's walking out. I had a buddy come for 12 hours. She was straight from jail. And I was allocated to be her buddy. I was the most senior female peer at the end. And, oh, um, you were Queen B. I was Queen B, yeah. All right. My sister Kate used to call me Lizzie. She'd ring up and go, is that you, Lizzie? <laughs> Lizzie Birdsworth. Lizzie Birdsworth, yeah. Because I was always oh, on the lookout. You for... slut. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a fag, will you? So, did, you ever, did you ever slam anyone's hands in the old uh, no, press? No, in the old clothes press? I was kind of... You're lagging, bitch. <laughs> I, I became a bit of a mother to the Your younger children? ones. Yeah. But <laughs> no, no, not to them. Fuck no. them. Um, but this girl came, little, yeah, young Aboriginal girl, and she'd come straight from prison, and she was there less than twenty four hours, and she's like, "Nah, I'm going back to jail." Like, oh wow. I said, "Really?" And she goes, "Yeah, you get your own TV. You, oh, you know, I don't have to share a room." Like, 
What do you think? Jail sounds well. Apparently, sweet. It, the Queen, uh, the ACT jail, is the only uh, human rights jail in the country. You can smoke inside. You can do pretty much as you please. Yeah, because that's but what, jail's not. I'm not trying to peddle that old myth that jails not have not but, only their freedom taken away, but all of their human rights stripped from them too. Yeah, turned into animals, and then once after a long period of time, they've finished their sentence, just released back into the community. That's a good system. Yeah, it's a great system. <laughs> well, it's the truth. Just make a hateful, murderous animal and then open the door. So you're, you're incarcerated, you're in lockdown, you get hosed down. <laughs> uh, did you shiver stoolie? Did I what? Did you shiv someone in the, like, yeah. in the showers? No, no, no I did. So, I did... Uh, you think you're smart, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was – people try – there was a hierarchy in there and it was a bit scary and tense at times. But I had to find this – like I had to fucking stand up for myself. Did you go and you just smash someone in the face on no, the first day? No, you do day. it in, in treatment. Like treatment is like you, – you, you think, oh, well, I've got this to show you about myself, I think. I'll bring this to treatment. And they're like, no, 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 we see this, you know. And at first they like my treatment issues was as a people pleaser. I'm thinking, oh, that's good. You know, that's that's a nice thing to be. It's like, no, not really. It's manipulative and it's like they fucking tell oh, so you exactly that's, what that's you are. That's where the hierarchy is in treatment. It's yeah, like, in treatment. You're a liar. Yeah. Cool. It's, so they had to break you. You would have loved me. You would have loved watching it lots because they have to break you. Break yeah. you. They pull you to pieces. And then when I broke the damn burst and I, sounds came out of me, I Never heard before. Wow. Oh, like, really? It was fucking. Ah, you know, like, and you don't get to lie down afterwards. And what was. Because I think what you was are. the trigger for that? Was it. It was what? a letter that my husband sent me. And it, it wasn't yeah, a mean know. letter. Where, where's the it wasn't a mean letter. It was just like. <laughs> there were just triggers in this letter. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I lost those eggs. And it all came back to. A lot of it came back to oh, comedy. Sorry. It was kind of like. I was. Wailing, screaming, like going, no one will ever know what it costs. No one will ever know what it costs. You know, it's like saying it like, Dah! and then two hours later, apparently, because it's all a blur, the memory of it, because it was so primal. Wow, what a catharsis. It was. It was incredible. And then I decided to stay another three months after that to make sure it was all sealed and healed. But So is there a point where they go, you're good? You're good to go now if you yeah, want. How yeah. much of it is dictated by you and how much of it is dictated by them? Uh, half and, and half. Right. Yeah. And what what are they looking for? Like what's their, you know, what's their point where kind they decide? Kind of what Carl was talking about. Like the... Um, denial. Denial or, has yeah. to go. You have to lose the obsession of the mind. That lifted for me. Because when I first got there, I was looking at BWS shops. We'd go get bread, pick up bread from a bakery, leftover bread. That That's who oh, I you, am now. You, I, I eat. Leftover bread from bakeries, and I go get it with four other peers. So, so you're a bin diver. I'm a bin diver, <laughs> and so you aren't living. You go, and there was a BWS beer, wine, and spirits store next to the bakery. And when I first got there, I'd look at the BWS. I'm like, how oh, am I going to get back in there? Like, what? What am I? And mm. we only had fifty cents given to us for meetings to put in the. Like, wow. They they have every avenue. Covered, you know. What was the, the 50, 50 cents for? To yeah. give when they pass the hat around at AA meetings. Oh, okay. oh. So I'm saving up 50 cent coins, right? For some weird. For, to buy a UDL. To buy, no, to buy, yeah, the little vodka, <laughs> oh, you know, because okay. I'm right back to the beginning again with my addiction. And I'm like, you maniac. Like, really? You're going to get some. So this very, at the very beginning. Yeah. So still totally not broken, yep. you know, and still in denial. 
You told your therapist you had a sex dream about the camel from Thirsty Camel. <laughs> I don't think she's ready. <laughs> yeah. but the thing and is, so do they you, have an all You come clean and tell them that. This is the thing. You don't keep that. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're an addict. You do have these thoughts. So tell, they, you're encouraged to dob on yourself, which I did. And so we stayed. And then eventually that turned to I'd go past the BWS and I was just like, oh, what a pity I'm going to. Go back in there one day. Right. It's like, still not great, but better. So it was your litmus test almost. Yeah, that, that, that BWS store. became my right. litmus test. And then eventually, and it was two months before I left, I was, went past there and I went, oh my God, I never have to go back in there again. And it was like really exciting. And How's this BWS going? They're just in there going, <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have set up around the corner from the fucking rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Sale today only, everything 50 cents. <laughs> 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 okay. Have they done their demographic survey? <laughs> the unluckiest business in the country. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bakery's fucking killing it. <laughs> Why can't we have everything left on? It's like it's like how Adelaide's the only city in the world where like a chocolate milk outsells Coke. It's like yeah. Canberra's the one city where baked goods outsell yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Look, so oh. I'll just quickly tell you what I found the hardest bit, which I nearly left on. I thought I would not survive that. Like, what do you reckon out of you take away my? You know, you have to have five minute showers. You're not allowed to watch telly. Da da da. Mm. But there's one thing that I couldn't do. And I was like, oh. social media, no. the all important swimsuit no. section. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. When I found out this rule that if you break, it's like, uh, it's I know the rehab rule. Absolutely, no beers. <laughs> Well, I'm out. Look, look, is it, if it's going to be that sort of rehab. <laughs> some people think it's pretty full on. It's an experimental thing that we're trying out. And if you get caught doing this thing that I love doing and I wasn't allowed to do, smoking. I had to do a three-page writing task. No, no smoking at all. No smoking? No smoking. No. <laughs> oh, what is this, Abu Ghraib? <laughs> you are not allowed to talk about one other peer, okay, in the whole community unless it's to their face. <laughs> Wow. Oh, it's called... oh, so no backstabbing. No backstabbing. No <laughs> I'm going back to jail. <laughs> it's called leaking out. Leaking out. And it was just the most. I'm going back to jail. It's what I do. It's so, what yeah. we do. Yes, exactly. It's... And then we're How are you going to stand up the back of a comedy room ever again if yeah. you don't have that? No, I could do it here in the real world. Yeah, right. I just couldn't do it in there. And it was just like. Agony, because there were some thundering morons <laughs> in there. Is there is, is, was there someone, your, your roommate in there? No, it was Do you want to slag, do you wanna a, slag off now that no, you couldn't slag was, off then? The one I had was, uh, Anyone and in you're there? not allowed to slag. And we had a copathon, right? So we all get put in this room because things had been going, you know, once the community starts slipping, they bring in the big guns. And so it's this copathon. We're locked in. They don't tell you it's What's about copathon? to copathon? You've got to write down everything you've done that's against the rules. Like a confession? Yeah, but everything you know of as well. So other people's shit. A like, dobathon, wow. that's a what dob-a-thon, that is. Right? That's great. And I was just like, holy fuck. Please what? don't keep telling this story if it involves another <laughs> Please just put it on ice. So I've gone, okay, in for a penny, in for a pound. I'm like, and I did this and I said that and da-da-da with so-and-so. With so- I didn't know you didn't add the, the – so I've brought – 15 people down with me. Oh. <laughs> and there's other people. They've got enough problems of their own without you <laughs> dobbing on them. <laughs> but 
but I did my yeah, I dubbed on myself for lampooning a staff member uh, oh. who was the greatest cock snapper I've ever come across. And what was your lampoon? Right. So you were doing an impersonation to, yeah. to entertain the others. This guy had the longest face I've ever seen. Yeah. It was literally oh, fucking I, real long. One. And at one point he would say to me, he he was like David Brent under the office. He was the David Brent of rehab, like and he was an ex addict of some sort himself in the um first eight weeks you're young and you're you, you know he's the beginner's coach and he would say to me he'd pull me up and because he hated me and he did not like my celebrity he would say to me yeah he was like david brent and i couldn't stop laughing at him and how obnoxious he was he's such a fuckwit and you know, you're not allowed to be disrespectful, you know, and you have to concern yourself for disrespect if you do. And there's a concern, but you've got to write in the concerns. Do you think but the people that work there know that this guy's a cunt? And oh, like, they know. Fucking they, trot this no, guy out. He's the ultimate test. absolutely know. <laughs> no, when you say it, there's a concern book, so if you – sorry, what was that? If you're feeling disrespect towards someone, you've got to write no, it No, if you say something to someone and you are a bit disrespectful in your tone, they can go concern yourself for disrespect – Concern yourself. <laughs> so you've got to go that's write the, it down. That's the that's the order. Concern yeah, that's the order. So you've got to write it down, what you did. You, the concern right. book, you can be unthorough, unaware. You can, if you leave a cup out and someone finds that cup, concern, concern yourself. For, so you've got to learn how to be, uh, which I'm terrible at, self-assertive and… Mindful. Mindful, all of that shit. And All of that shit. All of that shit. <laughs> but this well. douchebag, like t- serious douchebag, yeah. and he turned around to me and he go. Fiona, I noticed you used humour <laughs> during group today. <laughs> like, yes, I used. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I breathed too. I breathed in and out, <laughs> the fucking tall. Like you just want to kill him. And I, I'm like, yes, I did. Um, I'd love to tell you his name because it's a girl's name. Let's call him Justine, but that's not his name. Let's call him. I'll go through all the crossover girls' names. Kim, Peter. No, it's Carrie, a really obscure one. Ashley, Petra, Penelope. Close. Let's call him Petra. That's good. And let's call him Petra Hanky. I he was thanks t- Petra talking about how you get <laughs> on in these communities. And uh, he said, you know, about de- being respectful of others, even if they drive you mental. And I'm talking to him about oh. him, mm. like, but I'm not being disrespectful. And I'm going, okay. So imagine that because you're allowed to argue, you know. I said, so say someone in here you think is a total fuckwit. I'm talking to him and looking at him mm. and I'm talking about him. Like a real bosun, <laughs> cave-dwelling fucktard. Yes. And they, but they don't really bother you. You just so – can't you just – Like he, a real <laughs> – He goes like this. He goes, you'd be surprised how many people – Used to think I was a fuckwit. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, please God, don't make me laugh in his face. Please God, you know, I'll be on a writing task with you. You'd have be to surprised. Do solos. How many people used to think I was a fuckwit? I had to do a solo great. that's doing all the dishes, <laughs> the whole community by yourself. No one's going to look at you or talk to you. Because you're concerned with disrespect. If you get enough concerns, you've got to do a solo. Right. Do you know, they should have one of those books in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Concern yourself with disrespect. And you know what the response is? Thank you, Lawrence. You have to say thank you. Thank you. And if you go like this, thank you, Lawrence, yeah. then they go concern yourself for sideways. Mm. Thank can, you, Lawrence. Can you ser- concern yourself what? For sideways. That's for sideways. like saying something a bit sideways. Mm. 
So that's where I've been. No. Thanks for asking, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is there a show in it? I'd say so. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that laugh heavy, is it? <laughs> so, where, so you've been out for what you were saying two weeks. Two weeks. I'll give so you the Barry. What's <laughs> if you don't mind me asking? What's what's different this time for you? Like being out and you know having having kind of been in this. And having us known you for a little while and having, you know, had a, had a number of points where, you know, you've, you've had been a couple saying of this stuff. is it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like the boy that what's, cried wolf. What's different? This, what's the thing that you're using with this time to kind of, you know, get it over the line? Okay. Now, I try and be as – like, because I, I keep – I've been thinking about this question being asked me by somebody and Lawrence always comes to mind because when he – Found out I was running. <laughs> <laughs> such a cunt. Remember you hey, that was very sideways. <laughs> Concern yourself Sorry. with disrespect and being a cunt. <laughs> Concern yourself I'm with cunting. I'm concerning myself with I've got a bit of a half bar and it's making me tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll write that down in the book. <laughs> write that down in the book with your half bar. Drains a bit of blood away from your head and you just like get the afternoon noddies. <laughs> it's like being on the gear. Um, sorry, go. I remember when Lawrence, when I said I was writing another book and he goes, so is Can you concern yourself with talking sorry. with a fucking microphone? <laughs> Sideways. You almost asked me this question after the comb. You said, is, Pretend you're is this cleaning like, the toilet and get right up close to it. Is this one for real or are you just polishing another turd? I remember you asked me that. And I say, the difference with this is when I did um, Australian Story, right, I thought that's as good as it gets and I, and I wasn't that happy with it, like as in sober. And I was sober for that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is obviously as good as it gets, you know. And it was fucking miserable because I was still emotionally, uh, yeah, I was not emotionally sober. And I, if you had told me it would be 10% as, it's what you said years ago, that relief of shame, living without shame, like waking up and you didn't shit in yesterday. If all I have to do is not have another drink, Forever, I'm in. I'm so fucking in. You're out from under it. Yeah, yeah, that's well, great. I would do you, say. Do you feel better? Like, do you feel different? I feel like, this time around. I feel like everything's brand new. Like, mm-hmm. I wake up ridiculously happy. I, and I keep thinking, fuck. They talk about a honeymoon period, and I was like, because since I did the big, you know, when I was talking about sounds coming out of me, I'd never heard before. It's been. We've heard them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been that like good a, from then Like I a vaginal even... fart or yeah. what kind of a sound You had your headphones <laughs> on, we heard them, you didn't <laughs> Vaginal fart <laughs> I have heard that sound, it's yeah. gross isn't it? I, was... I haven't heard it for a while though yeah. <laughs> Put it in the book Nothing... That's how grief stricken I was like, Even <laughs> <laughs> Good breakthrough Fiona <laughs> Good breakthrough your pants <laughs> Your mouth even looks like a vajayjay. <laughs> Gross, man. <laughs> a ragged vajayjay. It's really hard to um, articulate it. It's like even getting old and dying doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. mum, my mum the other day was moaning about being 72 and I was just like, but you, don't you get it? Being 72 means you didn't die. Like, yeah. Life is so fucking amazing. Yeah. And... God, I felt for your dad the night you were lying there. Yellow was a bloody 
Reebok. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a oh, yellow Reebok. Yeah. Yellow is a Reebok. I don't know, but you were just like – I was actually thinking Reebok volleyball because your head looked like a volleyball. <laughs> um, and, you know, no one Organ knew whether you were going to live or die. And uh, no, it's not. There's so many tubes because you ha- you're on dialysis. You're getting, you know, like your livers. Did having- you cop a feel? I cop a feel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to send you on your way with a sweet memory. <laughs> on your sweet memory. No, I um, I just felt. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> your your dad really made me very sad because he was just staring at you, stroking the back of your hand, and I thought. That must be fucking tough for a father. Yeah. Mm. Well, good look, man. Look, he is a beautiful man. I mean, it's so good to like. This is the first time we've seen you since you've been out, and with you know such a small selection of time that we can drag from here, you look really healthy. You sound super positive, and and that thing that I keep going, harking back to, I guess that denial thing. I you know I I love you, Fiona, but whenever I've dealt with you, I've always felt like you're not. Really giving it all out. You, you, you're saying things that people want to hear. Yeah, you're I've not been an expert at that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you. So you what? what I, on hold that. on. Can we just backtrack? You said I love you, Fiona, but you're not giving out. <laughs> <laughs> What's this, this about? This <laughs> but I'm very hopeful in the next five minutes. Yeah. If you want to clean my toilet, shall we say? <laughs> but no, 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 but. You see, you know, you're obviously very open talking to us about this stuff, but you've always been a little bit full of shit. Let's put it back <laughs> in layman's terms, because you put you're giving out what you want, what you think people want to hear, and whatever. And you and you've been in your denial, and, and you know, but this sounds super positive. I'm sure this is what, like you said, this is what they sort of judge you on in there in the big house. If you're being honest, that's a obviously a big step. You sound like you actually want it to happen, which mm. is, you know, which is awesome, which is super. I think everyone in comedy, all of us certainly have all got our collective fingers crossed. Yeah. And it, it's super promising what you've, what, what you've said now, which makes us all very happy. Yeah, it looks... But the other it thing sounds is, right. The, yeah. the other thing is yeah. that I just have to wear now, suck up, is only I know what this feels like. For you guys, I can't expect you to go... Yes. You can't see what I can see. Do you know yes, what I mean? I exactly. can't expect you to. So, unfortunately... I have to do the time now. It yep. has to be runs on the board. Yep. Yeah. But also there's, you know, your back catalogue of long periods of dry and then meteoric, you know, blazing across the night sky back into alcoholism. Because after, you know, you were – there was – after the June Northern attempt, you were followed around by like a, a gatekeeper for a while. Remember that? For about a year. Yeah. This woman – you know, it's like, do you want to drink, Fiona? And the woman would just like slap it at you. <laughs> Get away from her. It's like, well, who are you? I think I'm Fiona's carer. For the first, you know, and I don't want to, I'm really not trying to convince anyone. I'm just trying to explain something that's different, okay? It had to be an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. That Like 9-11. The difference. <laughs> what? I had to do it all the way from inside out, right. not the other way around. I've been... So going about it the wrong way. And I've got to be honest, it's AA too. I yeah. mean, I mum was funny the other day. She said, well, I don't understand why you have to go every day. Yeah. That seems like a terrible commitment. Because <laughs> it's like, Good honor. Jesus Christ, it's 12.30 I go. Like, I wouldn't have been up till 12.30 if I was on a bender. And I don't want everyone to think I've been, you know, 
on a bender ever all this time, but I always was either on them more often than as you say, Carl. You know, there yeah. was always going to be when does this end? Yeah, you know, fuck. Um, but it sounds like you've got completely the right headspace to it because you're right. I mean, you know, you know that there's a degree of like people can't see the way you see things now. Yeah, and there is a, a large element in the comedy community and outside of that of kind of the boy who cried wolf a little bit. A little but bit, that, but none of that matters. Like that doesn't that doesn't change how you was see things. Addicted? Like that doesn't have to affect you. Was he addicted to wolves? <laughs> <laughs> what was his fucking story? Did he go to Stockholm? <laughs> Like, you're in denial. <laughs> going past the zoo and seeing the wolf enclosure and going, yeah. if only I could save up these 50 cents and get a pad yeah. of one of those wolves. He couldn't see the forest for the wolves. Yeah. Beer, wolves and spirits. Just like... <laughs> a thirsty wolf. <laughs> BWS. Very good. <laughs> what I know for sure is insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. But enough about comedy. What about about your addiction? (laughs) So they've got that Einstein quote up on the wall, have they? And it's so true. Einstein everywhere, you know? Einstein. So many great quotes. He was on the gear. (laughs) (laughs) Dust is good. I love the heroin. (laughs) Shut up, you fucking nerd. Yeah, what a dickhead. (laughs) There you go, MC squared. Does it? Have a beer, you (laughs) fag. That's Einstein living in Australia. <laughs> oh, thank God for you, Lawrence. Oh. You just saved this podcast. Hold on. That's already been done, young Einstein. Oh. <laughs> Dad. My ideas are always secondhand. You're <laughs> always ripping Yahoo serious. Uh, well, should, we, should we wrap it up there for now? Yeah. I think we should. I mean, we should check in again soon for sure. Awesome. We don't have to check in. No, but we, need, right? we yeah. need another topic. We're, we not, need a... we're not saving anyone, Tommy. <laughs> you know, yeah. people, people. you know, I, this is going to be, this This feels like people are going to love hearing this and, yep. you know, it sounds like you are genuinely in a really good place. We, you know, we love you. The, li- the listeners of this show love you and, you know, mm. obviously want the best for you and, and there is... I think everyone, and people listening, I'm sure, just like all the other episodes we've done have had their own experiences with this, I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who are, you know, very much uh, appreciate your honesty and open... And also anyone out this. there who is struggling, right, with mm-hmm. addiction, okay? Your phone can I is, just say this? Do we have which, to give that number out of no. you know, 13, <laughs> I just want to say this, them, and if yeah. someone had told me this, I probably wouldn't have believed them, so I get that. So you're going to sit there. But I, while I am the greatest bullshitter on God's earth, right... I also am capable of great truth, okay? So if you're out there and you're thinking, because I used to think, fuck no, it will never be great without booze. It will never, like, I would rather this, and it's not like I'm sitting here, please don't think I'm sitting here or going through life now going, I just won't have a drink, you know, it doesn't hurt anymore. I would rather, I would choose this any day. In fact, I would choose everything that's happened to happen again to feel like I feel right now. Right. I cannot wow. be more emphatic. All right. Well, you guys are awesome. Yeah. And Dum Dum, uh, Dum Dum listeners. You don't need to plug our podcast on the podcast. No, I just want to say it's thanks. Thanks for, you know, what what happens on the little Dum Dum Club stage. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I love the way I tell your listeners everything. Well, it's it's a thing where some, for some reason the media don't refuse I know to ignore podcasts. So whatever happens on the podcast, it's like, oh, well, that's that's not real. That, that, that has interested and frightened me too because, you know, a, quote taken off a podcast out of context there's many crazy mm. and outrageous things said mm. 
Oh, uh, and if they're not contextualised, you'd be in big trouble. But if it but was, they're not turning up in no. mainstream media. Yeah. Or the number of things in, that in like radio it must be a honourable no go zone or something. Or oh, that they would have no crucified. But what, well, Mark Maron, you know, pe- big people could have been hurt, and they don't. Yeah. Well, you fingers could, crossed this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we bring it up? Why did we bring it up? Touch wood. Idiots. <laughs> touch it. Actually, fuck, I just noticed Rupert Murdoch like, liked it. our Facebook page the other day, so fuck, <laughs> this might be the week. Uh, all right, well, Lawrence and Fiona, thank you so much for joining us oh, once thank again. thank you. Number five in the trilogy. Yes, um, and, and Lawrence and Fiona, I'm sure Fiona is, is stepping back into the game, so you'll see her treading the boards around the place in the, in the, in the near the middle future, I guess, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Starting tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and we're about. Crap it. Oh. And right now I'm just going to finish his boner off. So. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, that's our cue to go. <laughs> that's, yeah. And uh, Lawrence, you've got uh, yeah, you, you've got stuff on sale yeah. coming up soon. Um, yeah. yeah. Get onto the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website or the uh, Adelaide. Get some tickets for Christmas. Buy a whole range of shows. What's your, your title fam. next year? My title is Lawrence Mooney. Like, literally. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, hey, speaking of the comedy festival, I was good. Away. You know what? That's the first time I've got to laugh. Yeah, I like it. Out of it. People yeah. go, oh. Yeah. Did I win the Barry while I was gone? <laughs> yeah. uh, you lost on a count back to Zoe Coonsma. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. And oh, that, hang on. That was really her. I thought... I thought you were playing a character for you. I thought you you won that. Okay. All right. All right. We got to leave it there for this All week, right. guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates. I always fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs>